And when I do that, guys should get a microphone ready and be moving around, not be. Uh -huh, tell us, yes. The way. Yes, the way you relate with someone will determine how fast or how far you go in life. Yes, who else? What did you learn? Anybody? Yes, yes. We can't hear you. Put the mic. You have a microphone, so say it's in the microphone. Uh -huh. You need the wisdom to know that God brings people to your life for a reason. Yes, you need the wisdom to know that God brings people into your life for a reason. Amen? Nobody is in your life for nothing. Anybody, whether you make them by accident or through design, everyone in your life is there for a reason. Somebody say for a reason. Yes, yes, next person. Assumption is the lowest form of wisdom. Assumption is the lowest form of knowledge when you just assume, you don't just assume when you are relating with somebody. Don't just assume, okay, um, um, he's not talking to me because of that or because of that. You don't just assume because there is no knowledge there. To have knowledge means to know. You don't know, you end up assuming. If you don't know, you ask. Tell your neighbor, ask me. Ask me. Don't assume. Don't think for me. You are not me. Yes. Yes. We, we learned about, you say that we, every relationship, we, we, are, we are not supposed to burn every bridge mm -hmm. with every people that we are related with because yes. one day we need them. It's not every bridge that you burn. Amen? There are some bridges you can burn, but they are not every bridges that you burn because if you burn every bridge, you might need that bridge on your way back and it might not be it might be impossible for you to be able to get back don't burn every bridge yes two more people yes um good morning church mm. uh, we learned that it is good to live at peace with people if possible mm -hmm. and then also you told us that um the devil attacks meaningful relationships yes I said the devil attacks meaningful relationships. Every relationship that is meant to be productive shall be attacked. Amen? So when you see your relationship being attacked, it's a sign that God is in there. Are you getting me? In fact, the devil will not attack a relationship that is going nowhere. Every relationship that is productive, that is meant to take you far, the devil will come after it. Whether it's a relationship with you and your boss, a relationship with... Um, 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 your husband or your boyfriend or your whatever, any kind of relationship, even relationship between you and your pastor, the devil attacks a relationship that he knows it would take you far. Alright? Yes. Yes, who else from here? We, we take one person from here. Okay, yes. G give me, give me, give me uh, from Pastor Daniel. Yeah, we learned uh, Matthew 6, verse 15, that uh, if we don't forgive others, even God will not forgive us. Yes, I said, if you do not forgive others, even God will not forgive us. In fact, 
The premise under which God forgives you your sins is because you forgive others. Jesus said, if you do not forgive others your sins, your heavenly father will also not what? Yes. If you do not forgive others your sins, your heavenly father will not also forgive you. Yes, Grace? Um, we learned that a quiet tongue, we should know how to communicate. I can't remember the scripture, but I know it's in Proverbs, says that a quiet tongue, uh, a gentle answer Sorry. averts anger. Yes. We are talked about communication in relationship that you need to learn how to communicate. Somebody say communicate. communicate. Yes, Jackson. We need to understand the value of the people God brings our way. Yes, you need to understand the value of the people God brings your way. I told you if you don't understand the value that of the people God brings your way, what will happen? You abuse them. Amen. The reason why people are abused is just because of the fact that many people don't understand why this person is in my life or why that person is in my life. Last person, who? Give me the last person. Yes, Alice. And then uh, you come. What's your name? Yes. We need to yeah, understand you. the mm -hmm. essence of uh, relationship and life is built of, uh, of relationship. I know. English is hard sometimes. <laughs> yes. It's not your mother tongue. You speak Luya. Yes. Praise the Lord. Uh-huh. Amen. I'm saying we should know how to talk to people. Yes. I talked about knowing how to talk to people. Okay. Joan wants to say something last. Joan, tell us. Uh-huh. Because you are wedding, that's why I'm giving you the opportunity. Uh-huh. That as leaders, we need to think about the people who are below us, similar to what Joseph did by finding out about the butler. And yes. Yes, you need to treat people who are below you well. Tell your neighbor, treat people below you well. Yes, you need to understand it's not everybody. Um, most of you, you honor people above you, but those below you, you don't respect them. Even the guards in most houses, the first time I got to, I mean, those many years ago, I understood the dynamics of Kenya. When I was entering a house with a small car, the guard would ask me, put your ID, what is your name? Now, when I'm entering the house with a Range Rover, he salutes me and says, sir, pass. You see, you don't get it. Amen? Yeah, people just treat you differently based on who you are, what you drive, and, 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 and stuff like that. But regardless, if you're a church member, everybody listen to me. Regardless of who you meet, treat them well. Whether they are high or they are low. The same respect you will give to um, a minister um, 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 in politics or a man of God or whatever is the same respect you give to that person also in the streets. Amen? Because you might not know how valuable the person might be to you in the near future. So those are some of the things we learned. And let me go back to a few of the things we learned. And then now uh, you can project the slides for me. And uh, we can be good to go. Now I'm telling you the next few weeks you are in for a treat. Amen. Amen. If you listen to the sermons I'm teaching you here about relationships. I'm telling you none of your relationships will die. I mean the good ones. They will not die. Are you getting me? Um, most people told me last week that their relationships have been renewed. Their husbands are loving them more these days just because of the little things they, were, they learned last week. Are you getting the point? So things are happening. Someone say things are happening. So learn and uh, 
imbibe it, internalize what you study here, and walk with it, and it shall help you. Now, let's go. The first thing that some of the things I said, somebody said building effective relationships. Yes, it's a book I'm writing. I've already written it, and uh, it's yet to be published. Hallelujah. We will edit it, and then we will publish it. In the, I wrote it about two years ago. Yeah, I think about two years ago, during the days of COVID. Now, in this contemporary world, networking and relationships are vital for your progress and your success in life. You need to understand in this world of ours, networking and building effective relationships are vital. Somebody say they are vital. They are vital, they are crucial for your progress in life. If you want to succeed, if you want to go far, if you want to do well, you need to understand the value of relationships. The people you come across, the people you meet in the streets, the people you meet in the matatus, in fact, the person sitting on your left or on your right, right now in church, you must learn how to value them. Tell your neighbor, value me. No, no, look at their eyes as if they don't value you and tell them, value me. Yeah. You need to understand how you see we are we have become so spiritual and so antisocial to an extent that you can sit in church for three hours with somebody sitting with you you don't even ask of their names are you getting my point you don't know uh, he says that sister that sister that brother no you have sat with somebody you must learn and cultivate the habit of connecting with the person on your left or on your right are you hearing me? One of, let me tell you, one of my good friends in Kenya actually married the wife from a woman he met in a matatu. That day, he had, his car had broken down. He was coming from, I think he was traveling from Meru to Nairobi, and then he sat in a car, in a, he had gotten to town, and then he was getting a matatu, I think somewhere to this size of Langata. He sat in a matatu with another lady, with a lady. They started having a conversation, and guess what? That is how the marriage happened. So you don't have the slightest idea the person you are seated with in a matatu, in a, in, on a border, wherever the value that God can use them to bring to your life. Amen? Touch your neighbor and say, value me. Value me. Yeah, so the next thing I said is that, I mean, the 26 president of the United States, Theodore Roosevelt, says the most single ingredient in the formula of success is knowing how to get along with people. Are you here? Focus on the altar. I said, let's read. Uh -huh. The most single ingredients. Let's read one go. You cannot succeed acting like you live on a desert with no one. You must learn how to get along with people. There are so many people that are so gifted, they are so talented, they are so skillful, but guess what? They fail to know how to get along with people. So they don't go far in life. Amen? You must learn how to get along with people. If you really want to succeed, you really want to do well, you really want to advance. Next point. 
The way you relate with someone today will determine the rate of your progress tomorrow. That's what I said. How you relate with John, Peter, James, Mary, whoever will determine how you advance. Let me tell you, people know things. They choose either to tell you or not to tell you. In fact, people can help you. They choose either to help you or not to help you. How well, you see, some of you, you are very opportunistic in nature. You only call somebody at the time you need help from them. And you see, and when you, if you do that, people are not stupid. They will, with time, get to know that this person is an abuser, he's a user. I only, I would only just relate with him or her at a post length. Why? Be, because you are not adding value. It's all about you and what you need and what you want get done. Amen? You need to learn how to relate with people. And I said the rate of your progress in life is determined by how connected you are. How many people you know. I said to you last week, if you need 500,000 Kenya shillings, how many people can you call not even let me bring it down. If you need 100,000 Kenya shillings right now, like in the next hour, how many people can you call and they will give you that 100,000 without letting you write a whole agreement? Are we here? How many people around your life can you call? I am in a fix. I need 100,000 to save my life. You, maybe you are at the point of dying. How many people can you confidently call and tell them, I need 100,000, can you give me? And they will give you without a second thought. How many? Check, check around you. How many of you can have five? Five. You have five people you can call. That, you have five people you can call and they will give you 100,000 without thinking. Hey, you don't have five friends that can give you 100,000. Say, raise your hand, everybody. Say, Lord. Bring me good friends. Say, Lord, bring me quality friends. Amen. I'm telling you, if you don't have five people, you can call and they will be willing to give you that hundred without a second thought, without making you write a whole agreement, without calling Grace to say, draft a contract for me that this person is borrowing money from me. It's a problem. Are we together? So, take me back. The rate of your progress in life is determined by how connected you are. You need to have people you can call. Within, ten, within a span of one hour, if you have valuable friends, you should be able to raise one million. By calling ten people, each one of them giving you 100,000. If you need that one million for something, for a mega breakthrough for your life. Are we together? Let me tell you. Learn how to make quality friends. Quality build, quality relationship. It's an act. It doesn't come by chance. Learn. Tell your neighbor and say learn. learn. Yeah, learn how to build quality relationship. It doesn't come by chance. You must identify people and make friends with them. And go with the intention to add value to their lives not to get from them. The reason why people don't like to associate with many of you is because you are going with the mentality I want to take. This is gold. I can see gold. Let me go and take. 
If you do that, you become what? A gold digger. Yes. Parasitic relationships. I said it last week. Next point. Most of the time, the people you know directly may not be the ones with your blessing. But they may know someone that has your... I said it last week. Most of the time, the people... Joseph, at this where I talked about Joseph last week. Joseph talked, I mean, met the butler, isn't it? Joseph met the butler, where? 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 Can I say a statement here that is not so spiritual? Regardless of where you meet someone, don't look down on them. Did you hear what I said? Regardless of where you meet someone, don't look down. Yes. Because it's not every blessing you find in church. It's not every good people you find in fact. Some of the people you meet in church, they are dangerous. Are you getting me? They are dangerous people. But guess what? There are some people out there, they have a good heart. But the problem is you are so spiritual. When you, 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 hey, I don't shake Gentiles. I don't shake hands with Gentiles. There are some people like that. They speak in James in English. You ask them, how are you? They say, Thou art fine. They are so spiritual. In, the, in fact, you shake their hands. Kadu, Shade, Malu, Baya, Matun, Tata. Says, This one has a spirit of lust. I don't hang around them. They are so pretentious and hypocritical in their behavior. They discern, they can discern. This one has a spirit of lust. I don't want to shake hands with them. They will contaminate my anointing. Which anointing? And that is how you miss your blessing. You have been speaking King James English, but guess what? Your life is still the same. Your life is not moving forward. <laughs> I know people whose ringtone is tones. In fact, when you call them, the first few seconds, Kadunimi Abdulibi Abrandus Kazata. Leave a voice message. How do you get a job? See, sometimes, listen to me. The people that you think they are not spiritual, they may know someone that can help your life. But the problem is you pretend to be so spiritual and antisocial and your life is still the same. Are we here? Prophecy has said that Jesus will be, Jesus will resurrect from a tomb. Guess what? When Jesus died. Jesus died on the cross. All the 12 disciples, the closest friends of Jesus, none of them had the capacity to fulfill that prophecy. It took Joseph of Arimathea, a politician who didn't look so okay, was the one who went to demand Jesus' body from the cross to be buried in a tomb. Guess what? Joseph of Arimathea was not part of the people that spoke in tongues. But guess what? He was a, a, a disciple of Jesus. And through him, prophecy that was declared in a Isaiah was fulfilled. 
I told you last week, the Bible says, Rise, arise, shine, your light has come and the glory of God has risen upon you. Some, uh, Isaiah city says, I mean, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but the light of God will shine upon you. And he said, Gentiles will come to the brightness of your rising. He didn't say Israelites. He didn't say the ones that have belonged to the house, the sheepfold of Israel. He said, Gentiles, the unbelievers will come to you to the brightness of your rising. When the hand of God be, de begins to descend upon you, all people locate you. So don't shield yourself and block yourself from people just because you think they are not as spiritual as you. They don't speak the PhD tones you speak. It doesn't matter. They may not be speaking in tongues, but they may be carrying your blessing. Are we together? Oh, that one is a drunkard. You that don't drink, what have you produced? I'm not saying drinking is good. No, that's not what I'm saying. But don't discriminate people based on their behavior. Are we together? Yes. Let's go. Possibly your blessing, I said, is in, is in the mouth of the person you are not talking to. Most of you, there are people you are not talking to, but guess what? They may be the one that carry your blessing. Are we together? There are people who you are not talking to, but they may be the one carrying your... Yes. The scripture we read yeah, um, 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 in Romans, the Bible says, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all... With all what? Yeah. Romans chapter 12 verse 18. Give me that scripture. Give me Romans chapter 12 verse 18. Shall we read one go? If it's possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. The Bible says if it is possible. Come again. If it is possible. If it is possible, the Bible says, if it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men, if it is possible. In other words, it is difficult. Amen? He says, if it is possible, as much as that means your ability to live peaceably with all men depends on who? Depends on who? Me. Depends on who? Me. Your ability to live at peace with that brother, that sister, your boss, whoever, is not dependent on them. See, the reason why most of us, we, are, we destroy relationships is because you are always looking at the other party to change. To say hi to you. But the question is, how many times did you say hi? Are we together? The Bible says, if it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. But the most of us, we are making it look like it depends on the other party for us to be at peace with them. Scripture says, the word of God says, as much as possible, as far as it depends on you, it is you that is supposed to initiate the peace with that, that is between you and any other person. Are we together? Yes, so you must learn how to live at peace with people around you. Why? Because the person you are not talking to may be the next person that God is going to use to bless your life. But the problem is that you are not talking to them. The person you are not talking to may be the one that holds your blessing. They may be the one God can use to introduce you to that boss you are looking to see. 
They may be the one that God can use to help you get the next job you are looking to get. So as much as it depends on you, learn how to live at peace with all men. At times, it's not money you need. All sometimes you need is somebody that will introduce you to a job. Isn't it? Did you hear what I said? Somebody to tell you about a business that will change your life. Somebody to give you an idea. Somebody say an idea. Yeah. You need somebody that will connect you to your breakthrough. Some, sometimes all you need is that. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, one of the surest reasons why most of us struggle and we, our lives are crippled and we don't advance like we are supposed to advance is because of this. When you meet someone, especially women, the only the, the, you meet somebody, you met somebody, what is today's date? 18. Maybe you met somebody after church. The person gave you the number. Ah, tomorrow, ah, sir, me, last month I've not paid rent. What is your problem? <laughs> See, the only thing, oh, can I get 2K? And it, uh, there's an urgent matter. My mother is in the hospital. You met the person within less than 48 hours. You are asking for money. You have a problem. And you see, once you become that, ask, can you help me get a job? I'm looking for a job. Ask something that is long term, that is something valuable, so that the person doesn't feel like you are a user. Amen? I told you, the first six months of a relationship, at least pretend you don't like money. I said, at least pretend. Are we together? It may be the difficult part of that, but at least pretend like you are. Ah, me, oh no. I'm not those type of women that ask for money from men. No. I didn't come to you because of money. You, you start using those lines. You didn't come because of money. Then what did you come for? Your heart. Me, I just like your heart. You are a good man. <laughs> Which heart? <laughs> Somebody said the wallet hearts. <laughs> Women can be pretentious. Women. Dangerous people. Today is Father's Day. Fathers, beware. Amen? Yes. You see, you need to, you need somebody that will just connect you. Somebody say connect you. Yeah, you need someone. Not just you meet the person and all you are looking for is money. You see, it's the lowest thing you can ask from someone. Ask the person how to help you get a job, how to be stabilized. I'm not saying it's wrong to ask people for help. That's not what I'm saying. But those things like two days, one week, three days, you are asking for people from... Uh, that is bad manners. Yes. Next one. Shall we read one go? The way you relate with someone today will determine whether the person will crucify you or promote you tomorrow. It's true. Because the way you relate with someone, the person may be on a lower grade than you. The person may not be at your level. The person may not be connected like you, looking all okay like you. But guess what? Tomorrow, they may be the one at the top. 
All right? Yeah, so the way you relate with them today will determine how they will relate with you tomorrow. Whether they will be the one to help you or not. I told you, I, I gave you an example of how when I was in school, I took care of somebody, and when I needed help after I had traveled to the UK, the person helped clear the bill that I needed, that, that I needed done in Ghana. How many of you remember the story I shared? You remember the story I shared? Yeah. And I told you I'll share another story this week. How many of you remember? Should I tell you the story? Now, I didn't want to say the story because the person that the story concerned was in the church was in service at that time. So that is why I didn't want to share the story. <laughs> I'm a wise father. But after service, says, ah, she said, Papa, why didn't you say my story? I said, I didn't say it because you were there. But I know next week you'll not be in the service, so I will share. <laughs> yeah, was telling me I should have shared the story. Now, during COVID, um, one of the people that used to work for me... Um, had a serious challenge, so I decided to, I paid her, bill, her bills for 2021, 2020, during COVID, during the time COVID came, and 2021. I was just supporting her. So, I did that without thinking, just, I just needed to do, don't bring me a bill, because God has not told me to help you, so don't say, ha, papa, help somebody in 2020, it's 2023. It's my turn. It's not your turn. <laughs> so I was helping her. And then um, by the grace of God, I just, I did, I think I did it for around from April 2020 to 2021. And then she got a job, nice job. And then was laid off again. And then about one and a half years, about 18 months, I was just helping and strangely, God opened a door for this person and the person became, has become a very big person. Somebody say very big. Very. Yeah, strangely, God has blessed this person so much to an extent that the person is a big person. And now guess what? The person is now ready to say, I want to do A, B, C, D for you. Every time that you need it, I'll be the one paying for you. I sowed a seed which I was not even thinking about years ago, but this year it has come to yield results. Are you getting my point? The person says, Papa, if you are thinking about this, don't worry, I'll be the one handling it for you. Every month I'll be sending you this much. And then anytime you want to go anywhere, me, I'll handle it for you. Are you getting my point? He says, for what you did for me, I remember. And I'm ready to pay you back. In good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Now the point is this. If I had not related, decided to support her that time when, they need, when she needed help. I did it without even thinking because it was just something small. You know, some small money. It was not even up to whatever. But guess what? I was just helping. I'm a wise father. <laughs> but now, what the person is doing is more, is over 10 times what I was doing for every month. Are you getting the point? So, the way you relate with someone will determine whether the person will crucify you or lift you. Yes, next point. 
The quality of your life is determined by the quality of the people that are connected with you. How many people are connected with you? And how many of them can lift you? See, if you are surrounded with quality people, it eventually affects the quality of the life that you lead. Are we together? Yes, so you need to learn how to surround yourself with quality people and build quality relationships. Next point, last one. Value a relationship more than the offense. And that is where I ended. I said, value what? I said to you, the people you are close to are the people that will hurt you. Hello? The people that you are close to, they are the ones that will hurt you and they are the ones you are going to hurt. I, I use as an example, um, come. Pastor Joshua, today, no money. Don't worry. <laughs> study, study. Yes. Um, 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 Mushiri, come. Now, now, Mushiri, stand that far. If Pastor Joshua is here with me and I am walking this way, the chances of me stepping on him is high, isn't it? Why? Because he's close to me. There is no way I can step on Mushiri or I can go and step on faith because they are far away from me. Isn't it? In relationships, the ones that are close to you, they are the ones that are going to hurt you. And sometimes they inadvertently hurt you without them even knowing. Unintentionally, they may offend you without them even realizing that they have offended you. But the problem is that most of the time when the offense comes, he can hold on so much to the offense just because I stepped on his toes and possibly I didn't realize it. He can go say, oh, the man of God stepped on my toes. He didn't even say sorry. I mean, I mean he's become arrogant. He's be he can say all sorts of things. Why? Because I accidentally did something that even me possibly I didn't realize. But guess what? If he holds it in his heart so much against me, what happens? It breaks down the relationship I have with him. Are we together? It does what? Come on. It does what? Yeah. So next time I say I see him, I say hi. He starts frowning, not looking at me, passing by, passing. I'm, I'm walking past me. Why? Because of the fact that I even did something I possibly did not even realize. But the problem is this. He could have told me, oh, man of God, you step on my toes. And the least thing I would say is, well, sorry, my friend. Sorry. I mean, I didn't realize it. Are you getting me? But most of us, we hold on to offense so much and break down quality relationships that possibly would have helped you 10 years to come, 5 years to come, 3 years to come. Let me tell you, don't allow it. It doesn't matter the magnitude of the offense. Don't allow any offense to break down a quality relationship. Did you hear what I said? Let me take it again. Don't allow any offense to break down down the integrity and the value of a quality relationship because you don't have the slightest idea where God will use that same relationship to take you. Are we together? Thank you. So you need to learn how to forgive and allow your heart to heal so that you don't become toxic in a relationship. Yes. Now, Let's go to the next point. Why I'm here. Now, seven steps of building quality relationships. Now, this is all these things I said. I said them last week. Now, we are going for today. Amen? 
I'm just, I was just doing a quick recap so that next week I will not go back to it again. See, the more you hear something, the more it's what? Yes. Repetition brings what? Those of you that don't know, it's our slogan here. Repetition brings what? Retention. The more you repeat something, the more it, you, you, it's retained. So let's go. Seven steps of building an effective relationship. I touched on the first one. Um, um, I started that one um, 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 last week, but I'm just going a bit deep. If you want to build effective relationship with your pastor, with your husband, with your boss, with your friend, with your son, your daughter, any sphere of relationship, these keys, seven points are key. Are we ready? Are you ready to roll? Now, the first thing you need is to develop excellent communication skills. You must learn how to communicate if you want to build quality relationships. Can I be very honest with you? Most of us are not intentional with the relationships that come across us. The reason why you are not intentional, you, you take it trivially. You think, oh, I mean, it's just one of those. The reason why it doesn't work and it fails most of the time is because you are not intentional. You must be intentional about the people that God brings your way. Somebody say be intentional. You must make it an effort. Take it like work your career, your job. The same, because let me tell you, people in your life are more valuable than the money you have. Did you hear what I said? The people in your life, they are more valuable than the money you have. Than the car you drive, than the house you have. I'm telling you, because... You see, after you are dead and gone, nobody will remember your houses. People will remember how much value you added to their lives. So you must be very intentional about the relationships that are around you. You just take it trivia. Oh, I mean, it's just one. Whether, whether you talk or don't talk is okay. That is why it will break down. Ah, B, he didn't say hi, so I will not say hi. That is for teenagers. That is childish. Oh, he has not said hi. Me, so me also, I will not say hi. My friend. He will go. Thank you. That is childish. If you are mature, you don't wait for somebody to say hi or test you before you test back. No, no, unless the person is not, you have, you have tried testing for several days and the person is not, that is different. But if you are just there, oh, me, he has not said hi, me, I want to be the lady. Be the lady. You talk about roof getting Boaz. Boaz, roof went to Boaz's field, number one. Ruth went to lie at the feet of Boaz number two. Boaz did not call Ruth to his house. Ruth cleaned herself. God ready and said, me today, I must hit this jackpot. Let me tell you, I'm being honest to you. Somebody may not be honest to you and tell you, but I'm telling you the honest truth as a pastor. Because I want you to succeed. I want you to do well. You must make an effort. Be conscious about the relationships God's bringing away. Because otherwise, I'm telling you, you lose them. It will break down. It wouldn't work. And you feel like, oh, it's not working. It's not working because you have failed on your part. Amen? You must be conscious. Make a conscious effort to add value to the relationship. Make a conscious effort to develop excellent communication skills. Make a conscious effort to relate. 
But if you're always waiting for things to happen before you make a move, my friend, those days were in the 70s and the 80s. Those were, I mean, when we were young. But this modern day, my friend, people are fast. Are you hearing me? People are fast. So develop excellent communication skills. And communication, there's both verbal and non-verbal communication. And you need to understand that. Somebody say verbal communication. Non-verbal communication. Now, I'm going to go through a bit of detail on this. Because you are in like a class. Somebody say a class. You see, when you come to church, you must be ready to learn. Say learn. If the, your man of God comes here just to excite your spirit and you receive, receive, and you go home, that you don't grow. Are you getting me? There is the time you receive and there is the time you learn. Somebody say learn. That is how you grow in the Lord. So you need to understand communication. There's verbal communication and there is what? Nonverbal communication. And in fact, nonverbal communication forms a greater percentage of communication. Other than verbal. Somebody can just look at you. My father, those days when he was alive, he would just look at you like this. You stop whatever you are doing. He has not shouted. He has not done anything. Just he rolls his eyes like that. Everything has to come to an end. Most communication is nonverbal. Somebody say nonverbal. Say nonverbal. Yes. Now, let's go to the next slide. And then. Now, 93% of communication is nonverbal. Somebody say A. Yes. 93% of communication is what? Yeah. It's nonverbal. Actually, stars prove that 7% of communication are just in words. Not unless you are a, an anointed talkative, like some of the people I know. Somebody say anointed talkative. Yes, sir. there are some people, they are gifted talkatives. You start, you, are, you, ha, you start having conversation, you press a button like this. They go rattle. Have you talked to someone and you are tired? Just having a conversation with them, you get tired. Yes, they are anointed talkatives. <laughs> so 93% of communication is nonverbal. Now 55% is through facial expressions and posture and gestures. 55%, just facial expression, the way they make their face. They are certain people, they don't have to tell you they are upset. Just by you looking at them, you can tell. Are you there? Yes. yes. Like me, I am either high or low. I don't know how to pretend. I don't, I, even when I'm taking pictures, I told you, I cannot even smile. Because if you tell me to smile when nothing has happened, how do I smile when nothing has happened? <laughs> I feel like I'm pretending. I smile like, you have to do something for me to smile. Other than that, I just give you my face. You take the picture, we go home. <laughs> yeah. So 55% of communication is through expressions, postures, and gestures. 38% is through the tone of your voice. I made you understand from Proverbs chapter 15. Now, if I say you are a fool, Joan, you are a fool. Now, if I say you are a fool, now, the one I say, hey, you are a fool. I can be jokingly saying it, or you are stupid. And she will forget about it. But the tonation of you are stupid can make her go home and cry. Are you getting the point? 
So that is communication. Sometimes eh, you can even, okay, let me not say that. I wanted to say, let me say what I wanted to say, but that is not what I want to say. <laughs> I wanted to say you can even abuse somebody and they will not be offended by the tonation of your voice. But you can even say something nice about someone and they will still be offended still by the tonation of your voice. Are you getting me? The way you say it can make someone get offended or not offended. Why? Because that is communication. Proverbs chapter 15. Uh -huh. Let's read one. The Bible says a gentle answer turns away wrath, but harsh words stirs up what? Yes. The way you communicate, the tonation of your voice actually can make somebody get angry very fast. Or somebody will just look at you and just walk away just by how you say what you say. So you need to understand. Take me back to that graph. That pie chart. Yes. You need to understand. Now, when we say the tonation of your voice, how clear your voice is, the verbal expressions you use, all those things go on into communication. When I talk about nonverbal communication, your facial expression. See, somebody can tell you it's okay, but their facial expression is saying no. Are you getting me? Yeah, like see, when a woman is angry, you ask them, what is the problem? They say nothing. Now, that nothing, that word nothing that a woman will respond. It's more like it's a tsunami waiting to happen. Because when they say nothing, they are gathering evidence. They are gathering, they are, I mean, developing. So much is in the word nothing, just the way the person's face is looking. So, their facial expression, their dress code and group. See, if I came here, in as much as I normally like dressing casual with a tracksuit, I think you will be distracted. Whilst I'm preaching, I'm wearing some tracksuit or I'm just wearing a t-shirt and I came here. Yes, you receive the word, but you go like, ah, what is wrong? What is not happening with pastor? Are you getting my point? Yes, it's still communication. So, Eye contact. Sometimes there are some people you have to communicate with them by touching them. Gestures, they all form part of nonverbal what? Yes. So the real words we speak actually form 7%. But every other thing. In fact, when somebody is lying, you can just look at their face and just know that this one, they are lying. The way they will say it can even tell you that they are lying. You look at their, into their eyes. Amen? So if you want to build effective relationships, you must, I mean, if you want to build effective relationships, you must develop excellent communication skills. Most of the time, it's not about what you say. Everybody listen to me. It's not about what you say that matters. No, but the meaning others read into what you are saying. Are you here? Yeah. Let me repeat it again. Most of the time in communication, it's not about what you are, but it's about the meaning somebody else reads into what you are saying. That is what matters. So you must make sure you are not communicating the wrong thing. 
And when you study cultural differences, that is why one of the things, maybe, I mean, I'll, I'll, be, I'll become too technical if I bring in things like cultural differences, but let me just say it in passing. You see, when you study cultural difference, that is how you need to be very careful when you are communicating. When you go to Ghana and you meet somebody, you can say anything to anybody, use any word to anybody, and people may not be offended whether the person is married or single. Let me give you an example. If you meet a, single, a married man or a married woman, you can say, hi, I've missed you, hug them, and nobody will mean anything. They'll forget about it. That means nothing in my culture, in Ghana. But if you meet a, a married woman with a husband, and you tell the woman you have missed, the, the, the husband will go like, hey, how are you missing my wife? <laughs> that is what we call cultural what? differences. When you are communicating, you must understand. If you are in a Kenyan setting and everybody around you is Kenyan, is different. But if you go to, say, England or wherever, England, you meet a, a somebody in the, in the, in the, you say, hi, darling, how are you? They don't know you, they are calling you darling. But now here, if you meet somebody, you call them darling, hey. They go like, hey. So Pastor Justice called me darling. What is he trying to say? He's not trying to say anything. He's just being nice. <laughs> not in Kenya, right? Are we together? So you must understand communication. Somebody say communication. Learn how to communicate effectively. Number two, if you want to Build effective relationships. Now, before I come to that, now, you need to break down your communication. Somebody say break down communication. Uh, there is something that was not included in the slides, but let me say it's here. You see, when there is lack of communication, now, can I get four people here? Let me explain this. But next week, I'll bring it up because I'll do a quick recap. Um, I'm, I'm here, and then, um, yeah, thank you. Just line up here, let me, good. Yes, thank you. Now, let me see. One, two, three, four. Now, let me say, um, can I get a lady and a gentleman? A lady at the end? Yeah, and a gentleman at the end. Yes. No, Mushiri, let me use you and your wife. Yeah, Grace, sit down. Thank you. You'll marry very soon in Jesus' name. Yeah. Um, Joanne, sit here. Mushiri, come here. Now, I want you to follow me. Let's assume yeah, if we are, this one is real. Mushiri and Juan, they are about to get married, right? In fact, you are paid dowry, isn't it? Yes. So traditionally, they are married. Now, this is a couple, okay? Now, between this couple are four things, all right? Now, the bond between everybody, listen to me carefully, and I'm closing on this note, and I'll continue next week. The bond between Mushiri and Juan can be strong or it can be frail based on what happens between them. And let me use communication as an example. Number one, when Juan, when the communication between Juan and Mushiri fails, what the first thing that happens, or when the communication is not effective, the first thing that happens is assumption. As a woman as she is, she begins to assume. Okay, this man is not picking my calls. 
I mean, he's not talking when he comes home like he talks. What is wrong? When there is lack of communication, the first thing that happens is assumption. Somebody say assumption. Now, this is, a, this, this is assumption. Now, once she starts to assume, the next thing that happens is misconception. So, if you are not careful and you are not, I mean, your mindset is not very um, um, strong and your willpower is not strong, the devil can start to develop misconceptions in her head. Okay, now, now this man is talking to this person. In fact, the other day, I saw um, 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 Mushiri with um, Pastalis, the way they were talking. Not, not this pastalis. This is a different pastalis I'm talking about. Let's say, okay, pastor, pastor. Okay, let's say Liz. Joan and Mushiri was talking to Liz, some lady called Liz. The way Joan starts to develop, the way they were talking, I think that is why. So there was assumption and it led to what? Somebody say misconception. Somebody say misconception. So once there is lack of communication, there is, he starts, she starts to assume. And assumption comes in, misconception comes in. Immediately misconception comes in. What happens is that she becomes reactive. So when this man, ah, this man is trying to even talk about, he starts to react. You start to react, you start to also produce negative energy towards the person. Not because maybe there is anything, because you have developed what? Misconceptions in your head. That something is going on. Some, I mean, maybe the man is stressed. Maybe the guy is broke. He's thinking of how to make money. You want the person to talk to you and the person is also thinking of how he's going to raise money for whatever or do something. Now, that communication is not happening, but guess what? There is assumption, there is misconception. The next thing is they, this one becomes reactive and argument starts. And argument starts. A relationship that was meant to be very good, nice, so much arguments, everything is not happening. What is not? Because there is an assumption there is a misconception and then it develops into argument. And guess what? The moment argument starts and silent treatments happen, what happens is that the bond between the two starts to break down. Are you getting me? Now the bond breaks down. What was tying them? Come, come back, come back. Hold your hands together. Hold your hands together. Yes. Now, hold your hands together. Now, there was a bond between these two. But guess what? Because there was assumption. Assumption comes in. The bond is weakening. Misconception comes in. The bond is weakening, isn't it? The next thing, argument comes in. The bond is weakening. The last thing that comes out, now the entire bond begins to break down. So there is nothing that links these two. Meanwhile, before there was a bond between them, not because of anything, because the enemy started creating assumptions in her head, starting developing misconceptions in her head, the next thing is what? Argument starts because once you are misconceived and you are deceived and you are thinking things in your head, what happens? You become reactive. The least thing you start to react, you start to fight, you start to say things that are not meant to be said. You start to develop a certain, I mean, defensive, reactive attitude. And guess what? The very bond that was existing between you two breaks down. And before you realize, things are sour. And things are not looking good. And you begin to wonder, this is the, my mother's auntie. 
that is fighting me. My friend, it is not your mother's auntie. You are the one that started developing misconceptions in your head. This one, it is that day, because I went to the village that month, and that auntie hugged me, she might have cast some witchcraft on me. There is no witchcraft sometimes. Most of the time, it is your failure to understand what is happening. Are we together? Yes. Put your hands together for Jesus. Yes, you are blessed. Are you getting my point? So, when there is breakdown of communication, so many things go on. No, there are certain communications that break down because obviously of bad reasons or negative reasons, but guess what? Sometimes, the key and the strongest tool the devil used to destroy good and effective relationships is assumptions and misconceptions. And I'm not talking about just relationship between a husband and a wife or um, a male and female. All, all levels of relationships, and I mean all. Your boss starts giving you attitude. Maybe the boss is stressed and you are not finding out the reason why you start assuming, ah, the reason why this boss is behaving this way. You start having your own assumptions in your head. Later, before you realize, things break down. The same boss that you used to be his favorite, you are no more his favorite anymore because of negative assumptions and misconceptions that led to argument and breakdown of valuable relationships. Are you learning something? Some of you can realize that you realize you have made a mistake. You made a mistake. If you had known this earlier, maybe by now you would have been married. With two children, true. <laughs> Are you getting my point? Now, the next thing to help you build effective relationships is understanding individual differences. And I'll just say five minutes on this and then we can continue next week. Are you learning something? Are you learning something? Are you learning something? Are you learning something? Now let me give you the scripture reference for um, um, this one um, of uh, communication. You see, Abraham was a phlegmatic. How many say Abraham? See, when God spoke to Abraham, Abraham to go and sacrifice Isaac, Abraham never told Sarah. Do you know Abraham's marriage was the first mar one of the first marriages that failed in, in, the, in, in the scriptures? See, Abraham didn't tell Sarah that God had spoken to him. He just acted, carried the boy to the altar, ready to kill the boy, as a sacrifice unto Jehovah. And I believe by the time they come back and the boy tells the mother, hey mama, today. <laughs> Abraham, your husband wanted to kill me, but God intervened. From, let me tell you, after, if you read the scriptures, after Genesis, um, 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 I think 14, from the time Abraham and Isaac episode happened, you don't hear of Sarah again until the death of Sarah. Why? Because there was a separation. The, the woman said, you want to kill my children? Oh yeah. I'm leaving. Are you getting my point? Yeah. You need to understand, ladies and gentlemen, commun imagine if Abraham had just said it. Maybe the woman possibly would have understood. And there would now have been misconceptions. Maybe Sarah thought Abraham is going crazy. 
You want to kill a human being? It doesn't make sense to her. Maybe Sarah thought Abraham possibly is still in love with what? Hey, Hagar. You want to kill my... And that was the only son. Are you getting me? So there were so many misconceptions that could have been developed in the mind of Sarah. So let me go on to the next. I'll, I'll possibly deal with that next week. I mean, from scripture. Another thing that you need to understand if you want to develop effective relationships is understanding individual differences. Somebody say individual differences. Look into your neighbor's eye and say, neighbor, I'm different from you. We can never be the same. It doesn't matter the amount of tongues we speak. We can never be the same. You can never be the same. I cannot be like you. You can never be like me. Let, me. let me tell you one thing. Take this for me as I close. I'm closing on this note. What makes you think somebody was raised by the mother for 20 years, 30 years? What makes you think you met a guy six months, one year, you are going to change him? Change who? The guy was raised with a certain trait, behavior, um, traits. They have been developed from their mother's house. Even your own sister that you live with. Have you been able to change them? No, your own brother. You grew up with the same upbringing, but you have not been able to change. You want to change somebody's son or daughter? You are joking. Are you getting me? It's not possible. So you don't force somebody to be who they are not. It is only the Holy Spirit that can work on people. Yeah. It is only God. That can work on people and mold them. See, we are all supposed to be like one person. Christ. Somebody say Christ. That is the end goal. Our goal is to be like Christ. And not to be like somebody else. That you are, you are, you are forcing somebody to be who they are not. See, we are supposed to be conformed to the image of a son. That is scripture. We are supposed to be like who? Jesus. Not fit somebody in a certain box. Now... Now, if you are my man, you have to talk like this. You have to dress like this. Dress like who? For where? Are you getting me? Yes. That is how you are supposed to be. We are just supposed to be like Christ. And, I, and nothing else and no one else. Everything else does not matter. We are supposed to be conformed to the image of Christ. Now, go give me Romans chapter 8. Verse 29. Shall we read one go? Shall we read scripture? One go. The Bible says that for him, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined so that we will be conformed to the image of his. Yes, we are supposed to be conformed to Jesus. To be like Jesus, talk like Jesus, behave like Jesus. Not behave the way you expect a certain man who has been raised or a certain woman who has been raised from their mother's house for over 20 years to behave within a matter of a day or a week or months. It doesn't work like that. We are supposed to be conformed to the image of a son. Our image, the person we are supposed to be like, look like, talk like, is Christ. Amen? Yes. 
So you need to understand basic things that we are different. Touch your name and say we are different. See, people who didn't understand the way you think, neither would they also fully understand the way certain people behave and think. See, you need to understand. Sometimes just come to the place of knowing that John is different from Peter. Peter is different from Matthew. Matthew is different from Andrew. And most of the time you met Peter and Peter damned you. So you, 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 Peter was a good man, but just that he damned you for no reason and you are still trying to figure out why and which you may never find out why. But guess what? That you met Peter, Peter damned you, now you have met John. You want John to be like Peter. Apana. It's not going to work. Are we together? Because people are different. Somebody say people are different. Yes. I mean, they are personality types and they, are, they were made like that by God. With time, they get saved, the Holy Ghost work on them and they are conformed to the image of Christ. Are you getting my point? Yeah, but now, when you, you need to understand the basic types of people. Not everybody is quiet. There are some people that are extremely quiet. And there are some people they are extremely talkative. There are some people they are neither here nor there. Are you getting me? They have got moon swings. There are times you can talk to them nicely and they will talk to you nicely when they are happy. And there are times you talk to them and go like, what do you want? What is it? You need to understand that people are... If you come to the place of understanding the individual differences, it helps you relate well with people because you don't expect people to be in a certain box, a certain cocoon, the way you want them to behave because it doesn't work. I pray that God brings you an understanding. God gives you a revelation so that you know how to relate with people. God gives you insights even deeper than what I am teaching. God brings you to a place where you know, you learn how to communicate with people. You learn how to understand individual differences. That John is not like Peter. Mary is not like Nancy. God should bring you to that place where you connect with people so well in the name of Jesus. Let's be upstanding. Have you learned something today? Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Let's be upstanding. Let's be upstanding. I want you to talk to God and tell the Lord, Father, help me to build quality relationships. Help me to connect with people well. Help me that I will connect with people well. Help me to understand the people you bring my way. Come on, begin to talk to God. Come on, begin to talk to God. 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 How to relate with people. Come on, begin to talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to the Lord. Limado Zabrahadia. Likapa Zade Zabranta. Rapala Gado Shalala Branta Tenimi Kapa. Rantelia Azunimi Ato Shake Labandi Azunimi Abaya. Rapapa Lagado Shabranta. Rapapala Bako Shalala Brantata Limado Shabandia Zate Yabranta Rapapala Panimi Gadodo Shabransata Librado Shabanimi Antalabasha Lake de Shabrantata Rapapala Bako Shalala Brantava Come on, begin to talk to God. Begin to talk to God. Begin to talk to God. 
begin to talk to God. Now, you are taking your last prayer. You are telling the Father, give me wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. Wisdom. This wisdom you are receiving from here to help you build quality relationships. Let me tell you, everything about your life, your rising or falling depends on the people around you. Yes. The quality of relationships you have. It is key. It's one of the most important things. Let me tell you one thing. Eh? People send me prayer requests. Out of 100 prayer requests, 70% are about relationships. My husband, my boyfriend, my husband. I'm telling you, out of 100 prayer requests you receive in a week, 70% are about relationships. My husband, my boyfriend, my boss, my it's about how somebody or someone is not relating with someone. It is a serious canker in the body of Christ. Don't downplay it. It's a serious matter. 20% are finances. The rest, 10% are demons. Have a bad dream. Yeah. Those things are minor. The demonic issues people have minor. But the main issue, my husband, my boyfriend, my what? If a woman tells you, Papa, nothing is working, it's one thing that is not working. The relationship part of their life. Once that part is not working, everything else collapses. And it's true. If you, if you be very honest with yourself, when that part of your life is not adding up, you feel empty. You feel lost. You feel confused. So don't downplay the value of relationships. You are praying that, Father, give me wisdom. Grant me wisdom so that I will know how to relate with people. Come on, lift up your voice and begin to talk to God. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. This is your last prayer. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. Hold somebody's hand as you sing that song. Hold somebody's hand. words from my mouth. I love you. I need you to survive. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. I love you. I need you to survive. I pray for you. I pray for you. You pray for me. You pray. I love you. I love you.
and more so are you feeling the presence of our father our chief father apostle david ohusu and today father we have come to honor you with double honor today we are not acknowledging uh, we know we have potential fathers in the house and upcoming fathers in the making but today we focus on you because you heard the call of god sometimes you have lived a sacrificial life you left london who can leave london to go to africa hey papa you are one in a billion <laughs> and so in seven billion more than seven billion you are a father that we acknowledge today and honor and so uh, i want to appreciate all the fathers just i want all the fathers to rise up on your feet whether you are married or not you are a father in the making every male figure in the house except our father you are a father just rise up on your feet yeah we appreciate you can we appreciate these fathers can we just appreciate these fathers and tell them happy father's day come on i want to hear soprano say happy father's day Amen. Fathers, you are highly appreciated and God bless you. I would like someone to take this pulpit away, please. Uh, take it away. And as we stand like that as fathers, uh, Papa, you heard from God. And one time you mentioned here that we are moving to our own property. And these fathers made a bold step. It may be in a small way, but it's a prophetic action that we should move to our place. And so I want to welcome Elder Zablon and a few fathers, where is Karanja and Juma and Karanja. Just come so that we can tell Papa what we are doing as fathers. A bold step, a bold step. Where is the other Karanja? Lawrence, are you anywhere here? Uh, Afundi come uh, uh, to represent the rest of the fathers. Uh, we just want to tell you, Papa, that we are making a bold step as fathers so that we can move out of here and get into our mega, mega. Every journey of a, a million miles begins one, with one step. And so, Elder, uh, Thank you, Papa. Uh, we appreciate you and we honor you. Um, and we love you. You are leading us so very well and we are behind you. Uh, good, good, uh, good morning, church. Yeah, as fathers, now fathers and future fathers, we sat together and we descended to put, um, bring together our first beacon for the land. Um, so I humbly request Papa to come over and receive our first beacon of the land. Yes, yes, yes. Somebody put your hands together for the fathers. Put your hands together. So I want to say thank you. Thank you all the, as you stand on the behalf of for the fathers, I want to say thank you so much. I appreciate you for even deciding to take a step to first sow into the land we are here to buy. Come on, appreciate them. Appreciate them. Nobody, I didn't even know, I didn't even 
have not even thought about it, but they have decided to contribute as fathers in the house to pay money for the land we are here to buy. Oh, come on. Come on, appreciate them. Appreciate them. Appreciate them. This is, this is the kind of fathers we are looking for. Amen. And I want to say thank you. Thank you. God bless you for every one of you. Your contribution is a lot of money. I cannot mention figures here before somebody robs me on the way to my house. Hallelujah. Yes, yeah, so um, we will give it to the finance team and then um, they can um, do that. Um, um, who, um, who, who, who is in the finance? Miriam, come and collect it. Yeah. Just make sure you hold it well that you don't lose it. If you lose it. Yes. So, come on, appreciate them. Appreciate them. And uh, I want to say, as you have sown into the land, may God meet every need that you have. Amen. May Jehovah God favor you. We receive. May you own your own houses. We receive. Those that have houses, you own more properties. We receive. In the mighty name of Jesus. As you have met God's need, yes. may Jehovah meet your need. Yes. In Jesus' name, we declare it done. Amen. Yes. Amen. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. You are not done. Okay. Let's appreciate fathers. Let's appreciate fathers. Amen. Amen. It is because it is because of the leadership of our father that we are able to do this and we bless God. Amen. Amen. Papa, I really would like to humbly request you to come and sit before us. The Bible says, you see, we want to do what the Bible says. We want to really do what the Bible says. And so, I know all of us are prepared today. would like to come and bless our Father, acknowledge and identify with him. And so, if you don't have an envelope, uh, uh, signal the ushers and they will approach you just to give you an envelope. We want to honor our Father with double honor. Today being a Father's Day, we want to honor fathers. But first of all, I would like to invite fathers fathers to take the lead to come and honor our father you bless the, uh, the the prophetic gift at the feet of the apostle and at the end of the day he will bless us so we will begin with fathers then we'll be uh, come to every one of us including our children papa they are in the house and they would like to honor you so uh the the technical department please there's a song i requested you to play for us baba Fathers, when you give, you come and we dance behind Papa. Yes. Amen. 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 Please project Papa's number. Project Papa's number. Zero seven. Don't say. Don't send to the pay bill number. Send to Papa's number directly. Na 
Ongeza volume bana uko na shida It's a celebration mood you can stand up on your feet and celebrate Today we are celebrating our father You are welcome, everyone come and honor Papa at the feet of the apostle. You are welcome. If you are paying by mobile money, you come and bless your Touch your phone on the altar. Mabembelezi ya delila ili 
God for today. Let's appreciate God. Let's appreciate God. Hallelujah. I want to say thank you very much today. Even the children, the men, the women, every single one of you, I don't take your gift for granted. Amen? You see, a gift is not in how much you give. It's about the heart and the spirit that is behind it. And I want to say I appreciate every one of you. Even from your little, you still squeeze yourself to give. It is very much received and I appreciate it. And I want to say that may Jehovah God bless you. As Isaac blessed Jacob after he received the meal. Yes. I declare may you receive the dew of heaven. Amen. 
May you receive the fatness of the earth. I receive. May you receive plenty of corn and wine. I receive. May you prosper in the work of your hands. I receive. Everything you desire, may God give you. I receive. May you never lack a day of your life. I receive. I bless your going out and your coming in. I receive. Even from this time forward and forevermore. I receive. In the name of Jesus, we declare it done. And everyone said amen. Amen. Come on, let's appreciate God. Let's appreciate God. Let's appreciate God. Hallelujah. Let's appreciate God. Amen. Let's be upstanding as we, as we close. Let's be upstanding. Let's be upstanding. Hallelujah. Are you blessed you came to church? See, even though we had other things happening, we are still managed to close before 12. Amen. Yes. Yeah, so I've, me, I've determined that this, moving forward, we are going to close 11.30, quarter to 12. We are done. Hallelujah. Yes. Let's share the grace with one accord. fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Yes. Please, next week, somebody say next week. Next week. It's a family dedication service. Somebody say family dedication service. Family dedication service. Now, this week, how many of us know what we are praying about this week? We are breaking generational curses and family cycles. So on Sunday, I want you to come with your family members so that they shall receive impartation. Are we together? Don't walk in here alone. Whether your family member is in Kakameka or Bungoma or is in Moranga or Nyeri, wherever they are, tell them, I want you to go with me to church for prayer so that this thing in our family shall be terminated. Are you hearing me? Yes, both first service and second service. Whichever service you are coming, make sure you come with your relative for prayer. Somebody say prayer. prayer. See, family cycles and those generational things, they are not dealt by individuals. It is done collectively because you are not the only one suffering it. It is the family. So convince that brother, that sister, even if you can get three, four, two of your relatives here, it is good enough to come and represent the family so that we can intercede and break the hold of family cycles from our families. Amen? Amen. Are you blessed you came to church? Yes. Is there anyone fellowshipping with us for the very first time? Any first time I hear? Raise your hand. Any first time? Wonderful. Come on, let's appreciate them. Let's appreciate them. Let's appreciate them. Wow, we appreciate you. After service, just sit here on this side. I will come and speak with you. And uh, just um, our evangelism team will also meet you and share some short messages with you. And you are going to be blessed. Amen. And let's pray for Titus. If you are a tithe, if you have given your tithe, come forward. And you have not been prayed for. If you give your tithe this week, you have not been prayed for. Come forward. Let me pray for you quickly. Let's pray for Titus. Come forward. Let me pray for you. Tithe is one-tenth of your income. If you don't tithe, you will forever remain tight financially. One of the key ways of having financial independence and breaking through financially is in your tithe. I always say it's not about how much you tithe. It's about how faithful you tithe. Whatever comes here, you, you give a 10% to the Lord and the Jehovah God will bless you. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for these lives. As they have been faithful unto you with their tithe. May you be faithful unto them in your word that says, you open the windows of heavens unto them and give them a blessing that they will not have room to contain. May every blessing that is due them from now to the end of the year, let it be released without fail. Let them enter into the overflow. Bless them 
sustain them. I rebuke the devourer for your sake. No devourer shall enter into your finances. In Jesus' name, we declare it done. And everyone said, Amen. Come and appreciate them. Can have your seat. If it's here, you can drop it at the altar. If you have sent it, it's okay. If it's with you, just drop it at the altar. It is very key for you to honor God with your tithe. Hallelujah. Is there anyone here you are not saved? You want to get born again? You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior before we walk out of here? You want to make a quality decision to get saved? You want the Lord Jesus to be the Lord and the master of your life? If you are here like that, if you are watching online, on Zoom, you want to pray the prayer after me, say, Lord Jesus, today I accept you. Church, let's help them pray as my Lord. Lord. And, personal and personal savior come and live in my heart come and live in my be heart. the lord and the master of my life be the lord and master of my life help me to live for you help me to live for all you. the days of my life all the days of my life in jesus name in jesus name amen. amen come on let's make our declaration for the year one go in the name of jesus i am fulfilling my purpose in the name of jesus i have ownership of properties in the name of jesus I am taking my rightful position in career, business, church, and community. In the name of Jesus, I am attaining perfection in every aspect of my life. In the name of Jesus, I am demonstrating and working in the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, the Lord has connected me to the right partner in every aspect of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let's share the confession of faith, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of his righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anoints my head with oil, and my cup runs over surely goodness and mercy. Blessings and favor, anointing and prosperity shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Are you blessed you came to church? Second service begins exactly at three. Let's make sure you are here. Those of you that are coming on time, and let's pray. Amen. Yes, let's sing a prophetic song. Now I'll look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, I value you. No, say neighbor. Now, I want you to say something you have not said, some of you, in a very long time, and you have not heard in a very long time. Say, neighbor, neighbor I love you. I love you. Hey, see, look at them, they are smiling. You have not heard it in a long time. Now, turn to a different neighbor. Please listen to me. This is the love of God. Somebody say, the love of God. Don't misconstrue this love of God into another type of love. Hallelujah. Yes. This is agape. Somebody say agape. Yes. Now, see, some people easily get confused. They easily get confused. So, I need to put a disclaimer. Say neighbor. <laughs> Look at different neighbor. Look at a different neighbor. <laughs> say neighbor. I love you. With the love of God. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Are you blessed you came to church?
I have enjoyed the service. I don't know about you, but I've enjoyed the service. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Right, take your time. Where are you going? Okay, let's sing it. No, 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 it's okay. Let's sing it. Yes. 